Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. New week of baseball games means a new episode of BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me, as always, the one and only, you've heard him on BetMGM tonight and all over the country, Ryan Horvath. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Another great weekend of baseball. The weather finally starting to warm up. We got the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, so I'm super busy for the show, but, uh, a great weekend of baseball. Some of my teams starting to come alive. My team continues to suck, even though they had a performance where they scored 21 runs. Just an embarrassment when you lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's just no excuses for it, Cody. But other than that, I'm doing great on this fine Monday morning. And we got a lot of things to cover today. We're going to take you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of last weekend. We're going to take you through the bets and lines for the series. And, of course, Monday evening games, which, by the way, as we are recording on Monday morning, you're going to want to listen to this, download, like, share, and subscribe, and get all these bets in as quick as you possibly can. Because i got to say this, Ryan, I don't want to brag, but our producer, Super Mario, uh, has been witnessing this. To say that I've been on a tear... Yeah. Is an understatement. I missed two bets yesterday. Just two. Just two. And one of them was that Cubs-Pirates game, of which I was right about everything. I knew for a fact after that 21-run barrage, I saw the line shift like crazy the next day, and I immediately... I was hosting down the line uh, with Cody Decker over on uh, 670 The Score yesterday, and I was just like, do not be fooled. Do not allow yourself to be fooled. Do not take the over in this game. There is no way the over is coming in in this game. There's no way we're passing 10 runs because they set the line at 10 yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was on, dude, I was on the under two with Steele on the mound. And I, I, I was actually a little nervous. Um, way too much scoring early on in that game. But uh, the under does come in. And then we had a good Friday, actually, on the last show. Nick Castellanos over one and a half total mm-hmm. bags. That was easy money. Another terrible weekend, though, for my Phillies. But, uh, some good came out of it. I know we'll get to that. But, yeah, you have been on a tear. So Yeah, not to mention that. Oh, But on top of that, not only that, also what we also want to talk about, you just mentioned that Cassianos prop. There are yeah. some more props I do think we need to look at because we also did Bet for the Cycle on the BetQL Network on Saturday, and our producer, Super Mario, was all over the Seiya Suzuki two-hit prop. Boy, oh, boy, did that cash in the second inning. And yeah. uh, if you were a Cubs fan on Saturday, you probably cashed in quite a bit. But if you were a Cubs fan on Friday or Sunday, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. No, it's embarrassing. And you know what? I, I knew you know what I was getting myself into this year. I said, as I uh, did end up purchasing the Marquee Network, because obviously I live out of state. And so I told myself, I was like, well... Ah, oh, man, I already got the package, but I, am I going to get the home broadcast? And I ended up doing it, and uh, here's the disappointing thing. So I knew what I was getting myself into, and it's actually been a decent start to the season. I mean, at one point, they led Major League Baseball in batting average. Suzuki's been great, so he's been yes. the bright spot for this team. Hendricks was solid in his last start. You know, it's going to be probably another up-and-down season for him. Um, wouldn't hate seeing him get moved just because I'd like to see him be happy elsewhere. Contreras is probably going to get moved, especially because he never shows up in the clutch. But, you know, everybody's ragging on Yankees fans, and rightfully so, because they're insane. You can't be throwing and tossing stuff on the field. But I will say this. At least, man, they care. Because 
is the Cubs, the Ricketts family. It's just, it's, it's so annoying that you're a big market like Chicago. You look at this offseason, you sign Marcus Stroman. We were all hoping for a big offseason pickup like Carlos Correa, but it's just like fans are always going to go to the ballpark. I, for one, am boy, boycotting Wrigley Field. They keep adding and adding and adding to that ballpark, pumping in more money. And if that's the product that they're going to put on the field where you can't knock off the Pittsburgh Pirates, you drop two games to the Pirates, a team that's going to finish dead last. I would say finish dead last in the NS Central, but I think the Reds are the worst team in all of Major League Baseball. It's just embarrassing. So, Which, which is incredible, by the up, way. They put up with it every year, though. Like, there was no need to go full rebuild, in, in my opinion, especially if you could add a guy like Suzuki. You could add some pitching. I just I didn't see blowing the whole thing up, trading Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. Like last night, I'm watching Kyle Schwarber, and that's the guy that I fell in love with right there, arguing that call at the end of the game. So for me, it's just frustrating. And then I see all my buddies, my family members back home still pumping money into Wrigley. Every year they raise the prices. It's $14 for a Miller Lite right now, Cody, $14 for a beer. And, you know, my buddies are still pumping money to watch that product. I, for one, would be watching the games from home until they put out a real team on that field. Well, it's funny you say that's that. That's my meatball speech of the day, sorry. I mean, that's not the only team where the fans are borderline boycotting the team. I mean, look over at Oakland right now. I mean, their AAA team in Vegas is outdrawing the Oakland Athletics, a major yeah. league franchise, uh, yeah. four times the amount of, of fans. Like, that's, that's about as bad as it gets. And by the way, Oakland... Not playing bad, by the way. I also, I told people yesterday to take them, and you should have, and they won again. I mean, this is, they're, they're a surprisingly just good organization. I, I don't want to say a good Major League Baseball team, because I'm going to actually say this, even though they are winning right now, they are not a good Major League Baseball team. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus they are a good franchise in which they are good at developing their players, but when it comes to winning at the big league level, yeah, they're winning right now. It's April, early on in the season. At the end of the day in October, the A's are always knocked out first, period, and that's if they make the playoffs. So I get the frustration of every A's fan. I get why they're even more frustrated with the news of them trying to move to Las Vegas, and I don't even blame the A's for trying to move to Las Vegas. I mean, look throughout other sports. You go from one city that's not doing well to another city that's booming. Take a take a city, take a team like the San Diego Chargers uh, in the NFL. Is San Diego a bad city? No, it's one of the best cities in the United States. But we can't sit here and deny that their IP of the Chargers didn't double by moving 100 miles north to Los Angeles. It's just the fact. Do I like it? No, I'm a Raider fan, and I, I grew up despising the Chargers, and I hate that they're in my city now, and no one in Los Angeles likes them or gives them the time of day. But the franchise is more profitable, and that's you know, the ugly side of the sports, where as fans, we want this game to be, you know, we still like this 
purity of the game. We still have nostalgic bones in our bodies as sports fans. And seeing the A's happen, seeing what's happening in Oakland, honestly, is disheartening. And we're going to get into a little bit of that right now with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's talk about the teams that are good, high on our good list. And listen, I'm cheating with my pick. It might be the same pick as you. But honestly, in my eyes, there's only like three teams you can really pick for the good right now. Because there's yeah. there's a lot of good, but there's three teams that are kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. And I'll start with the obvious one. God, the Dodgers are good. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, are the Dodgers good. How good are the Dodgers? This series against the Padres, and by the way, this was not a bad series. I know the Dodgers won 10-2 to on Sunday. This was in no way a bad series. The Padres played their asses hard. It was a good series. I loved every second of it. Yesterday, obviously, not as comp- competitive as the previous two games, but the, the Dodgers, yeah, I know they're 5-1 to to win the World Series. I know there's not a value on it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put some money and sprinkle a little bit on the Dodgers 5-1. to Dude, I wish I would have played Kershaw, Cy Young, before the season even started. I was worried. That was actually my concern with this team. Is I was like, okay, well, Walker Bueller, you know, anything you get out of Kershaw will be a plus, right? He's getting a little bit older. He's got the bum back, and now he looks better than ever. That lineup you saw, I bet against them yesterday. So I was on the Padres Saturday night, which ended up working out, right? But By like, the yeah. way, I don't hate that bet because they had Manaya on the mound Mania. facing Kershaw, and Kershaw, you know, like, like we said, Kershaw off to a blazing start, but you have to assume like it's going to come to an end at some point. But yeah, it's not slowing I, down. I, I thought against Manaya it was a little mispriced, right? Like I was getting two to one. I was getting really good odds. It was plus 145. I feel like it, that's where it closed for the Padres. So I, I took a shot on Sunday on getaway day. But, man, this team, I know, like you just said, five to one to win the World Series. I played it. That lineup, I mean, you saw it yesterday. They're capable of scoring nine, ten runs every single day so they're scary right now i actually have a different uh, i'm gonna go so another um i guess it's not a homer pick because i can't stand the team but they were my world series pick and it was a slow start to the season especially with the bats they still can't score runs they were finally on sunday night baseball last night which ended up being an entertaining game as we'll talk about uh with the kyle schorber stuff but the brewers man six of their last seven they've won and now they're atop the nl central once again 10 and 6. you know the offense has really struggled against lefties uh but the pitching has been dominant and you saw that again last night they just keep adding better arms eric lauer last night 13 strikeouts on national tv he looked incredible struggled man yeah lauer looks great right now and looks like they're gonna end up winning that trade and you know i had some buddies that were really upset about that trade because um you give up Zach Davies, I think you end up winning that one, right? Uh, Trent Grisham, who's... It was the Trent Grisham part that I thought was the tough pill to swallow because he's been great in San Diego. Same, yeah. And he's off to, like, he's starting to pick it up a little bit. He got off to a slow start in the leadoff spot, but he's sitting like 201 or something now. I think he'll be just fine. Grisham will, but, man, with that pitching staff, I think the Brewers are coming around. My only concern is the Cardinals in the NL Central because they're scoring a bunch of runs. Nolan Arenado's awesome. Paul Goldschmidt had a nice little weekend. But a good weekend for the Brewers. Nice win on national TV against the Phillies. I feel a little bit better about my bet. Really, a lot better about my NL Central bet than my World Series bet because the Dodgers are so dominant in the National League. But a nice weekend for the Brewers against the Phillies, who continue to struggle. Yeah, Brewers look pretty good. I I went ahead and told people to take them on the money line yesterday because you were getting plus money on the Brewers yesterday, which I was a little surprised about. Like you mentioned, before yesterday, winning five of their last six, they've been pitching decently, and their bats are starting to pick up. And I know the numbers on the offensive side are still very, very down on the Brewers' side. But there is one player I think we all need to pay attention to, and that's the former MVP, Christian Yelich. Because right now, despite him hitting around the Mendoza line, and I know that looks bad on paper, 
his advanced metrics show that he has the highest hard contact rate currently in Major League Baseball. What does that actually mean? Christian Yelich, so far, the first two and a half weeks of the season, is the unluckiest man in baseball. So I'd yeah. really watch out for Christian Yelich to break out of it. And not to mention, on Friday, I think I mentioned to you, another guy who I think has been swinging the bat pretty good, and he showed it yesterday... Cody Bellinger, I'd watch out for him as well. These are yeah. two guys that I think are going to be serious comeback player of the year uh, award nominees. And I love to see it, man. Same thing, like, I think Garrett Cole, we talked about this, you know, and I know that some people were really overreacting to the Garrett Cole stuff, but these guys are going to be just fine. But, you know, Garrett Cole, that's just a short sample size. But with Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, you know, a lot of people thought that those guys were finished. Christian Yelich was never going to have another 30 home run season. And I don't know if that's going to be the case, but he looks good right now. Bellinger looks really good. And that's great to see. But it's also really scary to see, especially with that Dodgers lineup, man, because, I mean, their biggest issue, the Dodgers, is who are you going to keep out of that lineup every day? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they just have so many guys. Uh, but both of those guys look really good. And I agree, they could both be up for comeback player of the year this season. And I'm not going to add another team to the good, but I think it's obvious that they do need a mention because they have the best record in Major League Baseball and they just beat the living hell out of everybody that keeps coming into town or going to town. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Mets. Whew! They are yeah. good. They're good. They're real. I'm finally saying it. I know it's April. I know it's two and a half weeks in. I know it's way too early to call it. But keep in mind, this is a team that does not have Jacob deGrom at the moment. They have Tyler McGill going. And Tyler McGill looks like Jacob deGrom right now. Um, dude, I like the Mets, man. I, I really, really like that ticket for them to win the uh, NL East now. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking like... I actually am starting to understand Mets fans because Mets fans feel like this all year long, every single year, whether the team is good or bad. But this is the first time that I'm like, no, they're good. They're legit. Yeah, yeah. even last year, like, I felt like they were Fugazi. They had, like, the two-game, three-game lead in the division, and, you know, then DeGrom ends up going down, and they completely fall apart. But this year, the reason I like them is because of what they're doing offensively. Fourth in Major League Baseball and team batting average. They're hitting 256 as a team. Lindor has 18 hits already. Pete Alonso has 16 base knocks already. And the pitching staff living up to the hype. Scherzer's been great. So I really like this Mets team. It sucks to say because... I went with the Phillies 3-1 to one to win the division, and it was another disastrous uh, weekend for them. They don't look good right now. It's early in the year, man, but the Mets look like the real deal. But that's not all. You, you, met, you mentioned the pitching staff. How about Carlos Carrasco this weekend? He looked like he looked like 25-year-old Carlos Carrasco. I, I, I haven't seen that guy in like five years. That was... Watch out for the Mets, man. Well, let's switch it over to the bad, and we already kind of touched on it, and I'm going to choose them as my bad. They're probably your bad, too, so let's go ahead and start with your bad because I think we have the same team. All right. You know what? We talked off the air before the pod, and I know we're going to probably pick the same team here because I have them winning the AL Central, and I laid a huge price with it, and I'm a little nervous, man, and uh, it was another disastrous weekend for Tony La Russa. You saw yesterday. Uh, but I'm more concerned with the White Sox. I'm just more concerned. We're going with the Chicago White Sox here. It was between them and the Cincinnati Reds, but we knew the Reds were going to be a disaster coming into this season. And they finally snapped that 11-game losing streak. So I'm going to pump the brakes. And it's just great fading them every single day. It's easy money in your pockets. Let's go with the White Sox. I took a minus 200 to win the division. I'm nervous, man. The Twins... A little bit better than I expected. Uh, the Tigers need to pick it up, but with the White Sox, it's the injuries that concern me. What about you? They are my bad this week. And this is the team, by the way, that I picked to win, win the AL, not just the AL Central, to win the AL. Um, this is a team I really expect to do very well this year, and I still expect them to do well. Like you mentioned, a lot of injuries. And it, it's, it's been 
it, you know, I, I know injuries is happening everywhere in baseball, but we can't sit here and pretend that the White Sox don't have it worse than everybody else. They do. They started the year with Joe Kelly on the on the IL, with Lance Lynn on the IL. Tim Anderson's been down a couple of times. He's going to be suspended a game as well. On top of yeah. that, you had Lucas Giolito having to come out of the fifth in the first game of the season, although Lucas Giolito made his start yesterday and looked pretty damn good. Which made me very, very happy to this point. What, has he only given up one run so far in his two starts? He is my pick for futures, uh, my futures on the Cy AL Cy Young. So really take a look at that ticket. Last I checked on the BetMGM app, I got him at, uh, uh, I think, 10 to 1 last I checked. I don't know where it is today, but he was 10 I actually to 1. Got it up. I have it up right now, actually. He's 18 to 1 right now. So Ooh. you're getting a good price. And, and here's the thing, man. I was actually going to bring this up really quick with the White Sox. Is that's probably the worst weekend they're going to have all season. No because question. Of, well, the injuries because of the LaRusa nonsense. He's getting crushed by the local media. But, um, you know, if you are searching around, and right now, I mean, I'm in Maryland right now, or in D.C., I should say, and the White Sox are still minus 200. But I know at BetMGM, like state to state, Look at look at some prices if they continue to struggle because I think they will be just fine, especially in that division. I think the Twins will go away. The Guardians are the team that concerned me, and they have Bieber on the mound today, man. But the White Sox, if you could get them minus 190, minus 180, I know that's still a huge price, but again, they were minus 200 to win the division. If they struggle a little bit to start the season, I do think they'll be just fine. But I needed to hear you say that after this weekend because, you know, back home, a bunch of my buddies, Chicago fans, obviously texted me, LaRusa needs to go, he needs to go. <laughs> They all wanted A.J. Hinch. I mean, that was bad yesterday. That was a terrible decision um, with Buxton at the plate. But still, I think they'll be just fine, man. But it, it is a crappy way to start the season. What are they, 6-9? and nine? Yeah, but keep in mind, I get it wasn't the best decision to go ahead and pitch to Buxton, but at the time, he was 0 for 3. I think they were feeling pretty good about his day that he was having, and then, of course, he goes ahead and changes his 0 for 3 bad day into the greatest day of a 2 for 5 with two homers, and what, 6 RBIs or 5 RBIs? Yeah. Um, listen, it, 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 it's painful, but at the end of the day, that's it, one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of decisions. If Buxton grounds out right there, LaRusse is a genius. You know, it's one of those things. Like, listen, I've been fairly hard on Tony LaRusse this last year and a half. I truly yeah. have. That's one of those things that's just baseball. I, and I know why Chicago fans are immediately going like, well, this is LaRusse's fault. Should have made that decision. Dude, that's baseball. Like, Joe Madden last week just walked in a runner with bases loaded, and they ended up winning the game by two. This game is nuts, and this season is absolutely crazy. So I, I'm I'm not all over Tony La Russa, but I do understand the wanting of A.J. Hinch as your manager, especially because knowing that Tony La Russa is most likely going to retire either after this or next year again for the 18th time, and A.J. Hinch will be in Detroit probably for the next 25 years, which is not going to be good for play, fans of the South Side. Right, exactly. It's like, who's the next guy then? But yeah, um, you, you got anything else for that, or you want to move on to the ugly? Let's go and move on to the ugly, and I'll start it. Um, yeah. How it's written in our rundown, the ugly is not necessarily about a team playing good or playing bad. It says, an embarrassing weekend for player or team. You can't sit here and deny that this wasn't one of the more embarrassing weekends in the Bronx for the Yankees, and it had nothing to do with how they played on the field. They actually played great. Um, nice walk-off win on Saturday. In fact, we were watching it live and reporting on it live on Bet for the Cycle on Saturday when the nonsense really took place, and that's when the two-out RBI double off the wall where Stephen Kwan goes into the wall hard and all of a sudden the fans are getting on him for getting hurt. Center fielder runs over, defends his teammate. Got ugly. Next batter, walk-off uh, RBI single, the, and here was the worst part. It wasn't that things started happening. It was 
before they even could cut back to Glaber Torres, who I believe hit the walk-off, correct? Um, yeah. You already saw bottles landing on the right and center fielder. Um, yeah. It was just embarrassing. And here's the thing. We have cameras. If you throw things on the field, um, you are banned from baseball for life. Good. They need to ban that entire right field section. Aaron Judge came out there to have the Thomas fans down. Rizzo had to run out there. Umpires are getting hit with, with debris. Dude, this was as ugly as it gets. And I'm shocked that people weren't arrested all over the place. Yeah, man. And I'm watching that at home with my Brizzo shirt. Like, if Anthony Rizzo gets hit with a bottle, I'm throwing fists. And here's the other thing I'll say about that. Like, how did you fall in love with the game? By going to the ballpark as a kid. I'd get there early for, for batting practice, which you really can't do anymore. And I would stay after the game. You'd hope to have some guys sign some autographs. And it would be my dad taking me when I was six, seven years old. Now I have an eight-year-old son. And it's like, you think about that. You know, you're already spending so much money to go to the ballpark. You don't want a bunch of idiot fans there. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. come on. And, and, and you're going to get somebody injured. Like, who acts like that? We're seeing that more and more. Like, if you're watching the NBA playoffs, what is with all these protests? These people running on the floor, throwing stuff on the court. It's just, it's insane, man. And it's it's a shame because that's not the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, uh, at, least, I, at least the protest thing, they were at least protesting for something. I don't agree with it, but at least there was something behind it. This was just fans in New York being pricks. Right, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Like, exactly. It, it, it's, it's insane. That being said, I really loved the uh, security guard that, that, that tackled the, uh, the protester, like, on it. Like, on it. Dude, dude, he had to have been just, like, eyeballs on her the entire time. He was Inc ready to go. Incredible. Uh, hire that guy for everything. That guy, I, I want to hire that guy to, to bounce at my, my house parties. Yes, I want that guy at free safety for my team, especially since they can't. <laughs> what do you got? You got any other uglies? Yeah. So what? Really quickly, I'm gonna stay away from uh, a team. I'm gonna stay away from a player. Actually, I'm gonna change the rules a little bit for my ugly, and I'm gonna go with uh, the umps because I don't know if you know this, Cody. I'm actually anti-robot. I saw the movie I Robot. It scared the hell out of me. I also I'm a big fan of Black Mirror. I don't know if you ever saw the episode with the Robo Dog. Like mm -hmm. now, those things actually exist. I don't want robots taking over the world. I know it doesn't end well for for people like you or I. Um, but man. Angel Hernandez, terrible last night. What the hell was he looking at the entire night? Both sides. And then shout out to my guy, Kyle Schwarber. He's done this before. Slams his bat down. And he argued for both sides. He was like, all night, both sides. Absolutely terrible. And the best part is if you look in the dugout, you could see Craig Council has a grin on his face. Christian Yelich had a smile on his face. Kyle Schwarber took one for all of Major League Baseball last night, man. Like, I don't like to call for people's jobs, but Angel Hernandez is terrible. And I, I struggle to watch games where he's the home, home plate umpire. How does, he, how does he have a job? Explain it to me. He's I, awful. I can't, I can't explain it to you. I don't understand. I, I, at this point, we're at a point where it's, it's just embarrassing. He was at 85% yesterday. 85% for an umpire. That is an F minus minus minus. That's not, that's not even close to good. I mean, you know what's considered a bad game for an umpire? Anything below 92%, anything below 93%. He was at 85%. He called one pitch on Segura six and a half inches inside. It's not, that's three baseballs. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, you cannot be this bad at your job. How? How can you be that bad at your job and keep your job? Right. It was bad. Right. Like, like, Cody, like, you go out there, you go 0 for 35, 
you're probably going back down. Like if a manager of Tony La Russa continues to give up walk-off, you know, grand slams and make the wrong decision, he's not going to be around very long. But yet Angel Hernandez, I feel like this has been going on my entire life. Like I feel like I was complaining about this crap when I was 10, 11 years old. And like you said, like he's bad. You know, he's really bad. I don't think it's overblown. But last night, worse than ever. That was the worst ever. That made it was tough to watch. Isn't there another umpire that looks a lot like Angel Hernandez? And this is my favorite. Isn't it Kuzi? Kuzi like looks a little bit like Angel. So when like Kuzi makes a bad call, Angel Hernandez's name always trends. That's how bad of an umpire Angel is. That when another umpire makes a bad call, Angel's name trends on Twitter nationally. Bro, like honestly, do you remember any umpire growing up? Like I, I I remember one umpire's name, and it was only because he was from my hometown, and he like wrote a column in my hometown Herald News, Joliet, Illinois newspaper, and, th and that was it. And then I remembered one NBA official's name, and it was Hugh Hollins because he called this terrible foul on Scottie Pippen growing up that cost the Bulls in the playoffs. You're not supposed to know these guys by name, man, and everybody knows Angel by name. So just a terrible, 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 terrible uh, display last night. I describe this all the time, and I've even put it on Twitter before. If you are an umpire, you should be as noticeable as a chair. I should not yeah. notice you at any point. There's a reason why the umpires are dressed the way they are. It's muted colors so you don't notice them. They're just supposed to be, they're like fire hydrants. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You never you know, notice them. We see the, you know the guys that want attention though. You see it with their strike like with the strikeouts and, 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 and you know it's like the NBA officials like I hope to enjoy anything or love anything in life the way that these NBA officials love calling a charge, man. They're so <laughs> oh, it's like their show, man. Like all eyeballs on them. And that's how the umpires have become, man. Like yep. when they ring somebody up, some of these guys. I love the viral videos, but yeah, terrible. Well, I don't mind an umpire ringing somebody up and being exciting. I just want them to call the right pitch the right call. That's it. I mean, right. I mean, it's. I, mean, I, I can't believe where technology is nowadays, how they don't have some sort of augmented reality glasses behind home plate that's showing them the box that can, like, help them at least judge a close call. Maybe you don't have, maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe we don't do a full-on robot umpire. Give Angel Hernandez some augmented, like, Oculus glasses yeah. that shows him a digital strike zone in front of him to help him make a good call because he is incapable on his own. By the way... We have the technology to do this. Why are we yeah. not doing that? Exactly. I'm watching these baseball broadcasts on Apple TV Plus, and they're telling me that, you know, uh, Cody Bellinger has a 35% chance of reaching on a double, but we can't get balls and strikes. And we have about the same amount chance that Angel Hernandez is going to get the call right. Give him some glasses.
Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go through our Monday night picks. And, of course, we're going to talk about the rest of the games throughout the week right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB Podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB Podcast. We're powered by BetQL. It's Ryan Horvat. It's Cody Decker. We're back with the Monday edition. Of course, we'll be back on Friday. We'll preview all the weekend's games. We just did the same in that opening segment. Find the podcast, BetMGM podcast MLB podcast and leave us a uh, five-star review a nice little comment as we are right now going to focus on today's AL betting cycle we're going to pick the games the series that we really like the best and then we'll uh, scroll down we'll start with the American League and I'm going to start with this series right here actually Cody because I'm interested in seeing how this goes down in Toronto in Canada who's going to be available who's not going to be available for the Red Sox they're going to open up as small dogs with Valdi on the mound today he's 1-0 on the season with a 3-6-8 ERA. Barrio's struggling a little bit right now. 1-0 on the season, a 6-3-5 ERA. Uh, Blue Jays, small favorites today. This series, I like Toronto a lot. As you know, I love this team. I went with them to represent the AL in the World Series. Really small. I went with them to win the division. Them and the Chicago White Sox, the team that I was high on coming into the season. Offensively, the home run props are working out for me. They're scoring a bunch of runs. They're 10-6 and on the season. Boston, um, seven and nine right now. I really don't know what to make of the Red Sox. I need a whole, I need a bigger sample size from them, a whole other month. But right now, Toronto's living up to the hype. I like them in this series. I like them today, and I lean the over uh, with the total being set at eight. Your thoughts? I'm a little confused here because I haven't seen a lineup yet, and this is a yeah. little bit of a question mark for me. And it's the question mark of this, and I hate that we have to talk about it because we have to. Who is allowed to go play in Canada on the Boston Red Sox? Because I don't know who's on the team today. And right. all, I was already leaning Blue Jays, obviously, especially because I'm getting them at one, minus 130 on the BetMGM app. And here's the thing. That 130 is kind of as far as I'll go when it comes to negative numbers on the money line. And since I don't know what the Red Sox are really bringing to the table today, and I know Barrios has not been his best so far. He's got an ERA over six thus far. Early in the season, I'm aware... They're at home. I'm going to go ahead and take them on the money line, and I'm probably going to end up running on the money line with the Blue Jays throughout the entire series. Again, if the Red Sox are even missing one arm, one bat, that's enough for me to take the Blue Jays on this. Yeah, same here. Just with the unknown, I feel like Toronto is the safe play. Uh, moving on, I really like, uh, so we got the Guardians on the road today, and I hate betting against the Angels. I'm on the Angels to win the division. Solid start to the season. Hopefully they get Mike Trout back 100%. The Angels minus 115 today. It's pretty much a pick em where we're getting the Guardians today. Minus 105. The total in the game is 8. And this is just a price we usually don't get with Shane Bieber. 1-0 this season. 2-2-5 ERA and 3 starts. His numbers are impressive. He's thrown just uh, 16 innings and in 3 starts. So he's going to need some help from the bullpen. But the bullpen has been solid for the Guardians. They've kind of been my surprise team. A 3-7-3 ERA from the pen and Shane Bieber. 
I'm going to go with them as small favorites today uh, and fade my angels. Your thoughts on this series? On the road, Bieber on the mound. Not only am I going to be taking them as uh, small favorites on the road, you mentioned Bieber on the mound, and their pitching has been phenomenal. I have not liked the Angels pitching, even when they're winning games. I mean, yesterday, the Angels pitching almost let the Baltimore Orioles back in again. Not only do I think the Guardians are far better than the Orioles, they're far better than we gave them any credit for. I'm not only taking them, I'm a blown away by this plus 155 on the run line. I wasn't going to take it. But there's just too much value in a Shane Bieber start that you're giving him one and a half runs at plus 155. I'm jumping all over it, man. Run line. Yeah, I like the value right there. We're not going to get that very often. Going against the Angels, we do today. Here's another series where I feel like this seems just too good to be true with the Astros. Minus 135 favorites is where they opened against the Rangers who do have Dunning on the mound, but just plus 210. I'm sorry, 110. Uh, his ERA a little bit over five this season. Valdez on the mound, 1-0 this season, 0-9-3 ERA. I feel like this is a sucker bet, but it would be Houston or nothing going against the Rangers, you know, with this Astros team. And I know it's been a slow start to the season for a lot of guys in that lineup right now. Like, you look at it, they're 28th in baseball right now in batting average, 24th in runs per game, 21st in slugging percentage. Alvarez is hitting 158. Kyle Tucker... Killing my fantasy team right now, hitting 127. And then I also have Altuve, who's hitting, I believe, 167. But he's missed the last five games. He's got a hamstring injury. I'm not worried about the Astros, though. I think the hitting will come around. And that would be the play for me against uh, the Rangers. What about you? Uh, yeah, not only that, I'm going to go ahead and take the Astros on the run line as well. Valdez on the mound. Not to mention, I'm trying to take a look at uh, Valdez's strikeout props today. I'm very interested in them. Um, yeah. If it's set around... Six, I might take the over. If it's six and a half, I might pump the brakes on it. But I, I really, really like Valdez. The Astros are still a good ball club. And the Rangers, I think, got us all excited a little bit before the season. And we were kind of foolish to kind of to bite on it. Because we, we know they're not ready yet. I know they got Seager and Simeon, but it's going to take a lot more than Seager and Simeon. And the weird thing is, right, the lineup, like, they're not scoring any runs. The pitching's actually been all right. So the strikeout prop, they just released it for Valdez. It's four and a half. They juiced it, minus 145. Going over. over. I'm going over four and a half? I, I was yeah. thinking six. I'm very thrilled to see four and a half. I will take that over. What's the price? Minus 145. Oh, okay. Well, now, now I'm starting to understand why. Okay, now I'm going to hold off on it. That's a stay away from me. I needed some value in that. Right. So what I'm hoping is maybe as we get a little bit closer to first pitch, there'll be a five and a half, maybe mm -hmm. like plus money or they increase the strikeouts a little bit. I'm with you. I don't like the price, but I love the strikeouts and I love that we would only need five. Uh, here's another series. You get the Yanks. We just talked about the fan base going against the Orioles and Baltimore actually. Uh, so Baltimore's lost every single series this year, except for that series against the Yanks. And I wish I would have went to that game, man, because I'm only like 30 minutes away, and that crowd was fired up. They chased Chapman out of one game. He gets the blown save in another. Um, still with Lyles on the mound. I would probably play the Yankees on the run line. I feel like this is a series where they do have to clean up. But um, Baltimore unders have been the way to go. I did go over yesterday against the Angels. That game was like seven hours long. But I've been playing Baltimore unders, which have been cashing. The thing with Baltimore really sucks seeing John Means is going to miss the rest of the season. But in this yeah. matchup, I do like the Yanks. What about you? Like the Yanks. What can I say? And Severino on the mound. He's looked pretty yeah. damn good thus far. Uh, we, we know what the Orioles are. And, hell, I even think the Orioles have played above where they should have been playing thus far. And, um, yeah, I'll be fading them all week long. But the truth is, 
they're playing the Yankees. The Yankees are actually playing pretty good baseball, despite what Yankee fans seem to think for some reason. Um, I, I think this is going to be kind of a blowout series. I think the Yankees are starting to get back to form. They had a good series against the Guardians, who we just realized are actually a pretty good team. I'm not re ready to say they're a good team yet entirely. I'm always going to say they're better. They're pretty yeah. good. Until until we get to like the All-Star break and they're above 500, I refuse to say the Guardians are a good team. But they might be. Right. They might just be fine. There's going to be one surprise team. I don't know if it's going to come out of the AL Central. I don't know if it's going to be the Guardians or the Twins. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, maybe the Cardinals and the NL Central since everybody was buying into the Brewers hype. But somebody's going to screw up one of these bets. I know the Phillies are going to be bad. I, I don't think that's an overreaction. Uh, final series, the preview here in the AL. We get the Mariners and the Rays. Our Mariners against the Rays, who I faded. And I'm taking the – I'll tell you this, man. Here's what I love from Seattle. Gilbert has been awesome, Logan Gilbert. I had him on my fantasy squad last year. He's really young. He looks good right now, really good. He's going against Fleming. The thing with the Rays, the Rays are going to be solid, but I think they're just an 83-84 win team in this No, you don't. You don't believe that. You do not believe that. They're going to end up crushing my dreams. I'm taking the Mariners, though. I like this Mariners team. I'm higher, the, I'm higher on them than the Rays. I am, okay, I'm very high on the Mariners. I've not been quiet about how high I am on the yeah. Mariners. But you will never get me to say that I'm not high on the Rays because I know what the Rays are. No matter what they do, I know what they are. They are already, once again, in the top five of Major League Baseball because that's what the Rays do, quietly. And they are playing, oh man, I don't know. I, this is a stay away series for me because these are two teams that I really like and I truly do not know who is better right now. So right now, I'm not going to touch any one of the games between the Mariners and the Rays. I need to see who they are. And this is a great barometer early on in the season to see who they are. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I got an early bet, actually, for uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, April 26th, for those that are tuning into the podcast here. It's a series that I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on, but the White Sox, we need them to get right. They're at home this week, 6-9 and nine on the season, taking on the uh, Kansas City Royals, 5-9. and nine. And I am going to be, even though it's Dallas Keuchel night uh, on Tuesday, I'm going to take Dallas Keuchel. The White Sox on the look-ahead are minus 150. I'm fine with that price, and I'm also probably just going to go run line if I could get plus money. Even though it's Keuchel, it's White Sox against a lefty. It's going to be Lynch on the mound, so we get the Sox against the lefty. And I know they're struggling right now, but we get a decent price. Give me Chicago on Tuesday night, I know. I don't know about the series, but that's when I'll be playing. Uh, any thoughts on that one? I will be riding Chicago all week against Kansas City Royals, but I will admit one thing about this, that you should take a look at those lines. The Royals are not bad. The Royals are playing teams very tough. They are coming out on the wrong side of a lot of these games, but they're playing tough all the way to the end. That's one thing that the White Sox haven't been doing thus far. And I and that's something I don't like saying because, listen, Liam Hendricks is a great closer. He's not been looking like the Liam Hendricks of old thus far. He's already blown two saves, and we're only two weeks into the year. So I, I am a little hesitant, but I will continue to fade the Royals in this series, and I do believe this team will turn it around. However, if they don't turn it around against the Royals, there's going to be a lot of panic on the south side. 
No, I completely agree. Another look in that game might be the over if the total stays around eight with Keiko on the mound and the Sox against the lefty. I think a lot of runs will be scored. Mm -hmm. uh, let's wrap up the podcast and we will take a look at the National League. All the games coming up this week. We wrap up the show. BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Ryan Horvath, Cody Decker. We wrap it up next. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. It's Ryan Horvat. It's Cody Decker. I'm on social media on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Cody, you can tell the people where they can find you. You're all over the place. Oh, yeah. Find me on Twitter at Decker6. Find me on Instagram, Antihero Baseball. Check out my YouTube channel, Antihero Baseball. Check out all our shows. Check out, check out Ryan on BetMGM tonight, every night on the BetQL network. Check me out on Saturdays on Bet for the Cycle on the BetQL network. And of course, down the line with Cody Decker on 67 the score and big time baseball and most importantly like share and subscribe to bet mgm mlb podcast powered by betql five-star review share it with your friends download like share subscribe all that jazz that's where you can find me we just hit on the american league now we're going to take a look at some national league games that are coming up today and throughout the week uh, we get the giants is dogs against the Brewers. The reason being, it's pretty much a bullpen game for the Giants with Long going. And he's going against Corbin Burns, who, after one bad start, has kind of figured things out. He's 1-0 this season, 2-3-7 ERA. He's my favorite pitcher in all of baseball, the defending NL Cy Young, Corbin Burns. So for me, uh, it would be the Brewers on the run line. Here's the thing that, that concerns me a little bit with the Brewers on the run line. They don't score a whole lot of runs, man. So I think this could be a one nothing Brewers win, as we saw on Sunday night um, against the Phillies. But Burns has been really good. Ten strikeouts in his last outing on Tuesday. Granted, it was against the Pirates, but he went seven innings, gave up two runs on four hits, ten strikeouts. Solid start to the year. 20, 22 strikeouts to just four base on balls in 19 innings through three outings. It would be Corbin Burns or nothing. The strikeouts are always worth a look, but now the problem is they're six and a half, seven and a half, and they're always juiced, but I'm fine with that. Give me Corbin Burns um, today, and... Uh, I'll go with that against the Giants. But I will say yeah. this. I don't like I don't like playing big favorites against the Giants because that team remains sneaky as hell, man. Yeah, and again, he mentioned you already mentioned earlier on in the show, check your BetMGM app from state to state, because I'm right. actually playing the BetMGM app in a different state, and I'm actually getting the Giants at minus one thirty-five. So really? a very, very different price. Um, well, that's actually, I take that back. No, I apologize. You're right. It is plus one sixty-five right now, and minus and it's a minus one thirty five on the run line. Yeah, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to take um, the Brewers on the run line today. I'm just right. not. You can get them at plus one ten on the run line. No, I don't think they're winning this game by two two runs. Honestly, if I were to put a bet on this game, it would be on the Giants money line just because of the value. Um, but I don't think they're going to win. So to me, this is a stay away game. There's no value on the money line for the Brewers. And that's the other thing, man. Like if you don't. Okay, so the Brewers is minus 200 favorites, or maybe you don't like them on the run line in the game because they're not really scoring a whole lot of runs. You don't love the lineup, but you like the pitching matchup. Another thing I look to do in some of these cases, if I'm not going to go strikeouts or first five under, maybe you could play them in the first five. Also, pitcher wins is another thing, like Corbin Burns to earn the victory. But, uh, yeah, man, minus 200 with the Brewers are on the run line. A team that's not scoring a whole lot is always scary. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. The Rockies, who have been the surprise 
of the Major League Baseball start, uh, especially at home. At Coors, they're great. On the road, I just don't trust them. We talked about that. We faded them last week. It's going to be Freeland going against Gibson. The Phillies, though, Phillies aren't good enough to be minus 190, minus 180 favorites against anybody right now. But for me, it would be Philadelphia at home and with the Rockies on the road. Eventually, the Phillies have to start figuring some things out, man. That lineup, that team is just too good, too talented to be this bad. I don't know if they win the division at plus 300, but they're better than what they're showing right now as they get shut out on Sunday Night Baseball. Maybe they use that as some motivation. Schwarber was pissed off to close out the game. Uh, Give me the Phillies, if anything, but no official play for me. No official play either, and it's also because of the value of the lines. I'm not liking it. I was almost thinking about taking the Rockies as road underdogs, but I just, knowing that it's Freeland on the mound, I just couldn't do it. I just feel like they're going to get in the bullpen early, and I do. I am inclined to look at the over in this game, by the way, which is currently set at 8.5. I think there's going to be some runs scored. Like you said, I think the Phillies got some motivation on their side to put the bat on the ball, and the Rockies' bullpen is terrible. Uh, But also... I, I've been abundantly clear, and I will say it again. Stay away from home run props. They're stupid. Don't do them. Anyone that tells you to do them, avoid them like the plague and never listen to them again. CJ Crone home run prop, ladies and gentlemen. Today, plus 425. It's happening. Let's go. I'm going to play that, actually. Plus 425, I like it. Because I was going to say another look might be the over in this game. Freeland against the Phillies, 1-1 one one in his career, five starts. 4-2-6 ERA, so I also wouldn't hate the Phillies uh, team total over four and a half runs. And then if you look at it, man, Gibson's actually been pretty good against Colorado. He's given up just five runs and 12 and one third against them. That's so. great. Well, he's going to give up another run today to CJ Crone. Let's go! Plus, plus 425, I'm playing that. I like that. I'm not a big home run prop guy unless it's Me Kyle Schwarber or CJ, so I'm in with you. Here's probably the best matchup of the day. We get a good pitching matchup. I almost feel like the Mets are a little mispriced, as good as Scherzer's been. Minus 150 against my guy, Miles Michaelis. He's 1-0 this season. <clears throat> Excuse me, with a 2-6-1 ERA. Uh, Scherzer 2-0 this season with a 3-2-7 ERA. So, I don't bet against Max Scherzer, man, but... We're getting the Cardinals as dogs. They're scoring a bunch of runs right now. Maybe this is a letdown spot. I'm not going to do it, but uh, for me, it would probably be the dogs in this spot. Maybe St. Louis plus 125. What about you, Mets, Scherzer? Scherzer, Mets. Not only yeah. not, not only Mets, Scherzer, Mets on the run line, man. I, Scherzer's going to go out there and I think do a great job. Miles Michaelis is a good pitcher. Um but I don't think he's faced an offense like the Mets yet this season. This is a this Mets offense is firing on all cylinders. Marte looks great. Uh, Escobar's been playing some pretty damn good baseball. Lindor looks like Lindor. I yeah. mean, watch out, man. And I, by the way, I haven't even mentioned Pete Alonso, Dom Smith, and all the other guys. That is just a barrage. J.D. Davis has been swinging it pretty good, also. Yep. Mets run line all day. I think they're going to win this game by four. And it's not that the Cardinals are bad, obviously. I I mean, we faded the Cardinals a little bit at the beginning of the season, but, man, they are swinging the bat great. But it's Max Scherzer day, man. And when it's Max Scherzer day, your bats are going to sleep. Yeah, man. Mad Max makes 20 starts in a season. Probably betting out him 18. And, by the way, you can get them and plus money with plus 110 on that run line. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 
See, I like that. I'm going to do another run line today. I'm actually going to play a run line here. It's not plus money, unfortunately. I still have to pay juice, but it's a way better price if I want to back them on the run line than the money line. And here's a team where you know how I feel about the run line. I worry about it, but I don't worry when it's the Los Angeles Dodgers and they're going against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Maybe it's a trap, man, but minus 200 with Walker Bueller on the mound. The run line, minus 125. I'm fine with that. It's the Mm -hmm. Diamondbacks and it's Walker Bueller. I love that price. And I'll pay the small little juice there. Arizona, terrible. The Dodgers, we both agree, best team in baseball. And it's Bueller night. So I'm going to take the Dodgers, and I'm going to back them this entire series. He is going against Kelly. That's probably the reason the price is so small. I mean, Kelly's mm-hmm. been solid. 1-0 this season, 0-5-9 ERA. But for me, it's Walker Bueller and the Dodgers. I know he struggled a little bit as far as the ERA being over four. But I think he goes over his strikeout prop tonight. I think the Dodgers win by a minimum of three runs on the road tonight. Bueller strikeout prop. Absolutely. Dodgers on the run line. Absolutely. Also, I'm going to throw something else out there. Line set at eight and a half, both with Kelly and Bueller on the mound. I'm going to take the under in this game, too. I'm throwing three Brett bets out there today. Merrill Kelly is good, by the way. Yeah, he is. Uh, one last one I'll throw out before we get out of here. A game in the National League, and I just want to get your take on both of these teams really quick because the Reds have been the worst team in baseball. They're 3-13. and 13. And then the Padres... About where we thought to start the season, but I'm impressed, man. 10-7 and seven on the year. Uh, obviously, it's probably play the Padres in this series, especially with Musgrove going on Tuesday night in the opener. Uh, but just your thoughts really quickly on the Padres and then fading the Reds the rest of the season, right? Check a look at the uh, strikeout props for Musgrove as well. I have yeah. not been quiet that I think Musgrove is the best starting pitcher on that staff, and that is a staff that has some serious arms in Manaya, in Darvish, in Snell, and I love Musgrove the most over all of them. I think this is a very good ball club. You know, they dropped two or three of the Dodgers, but played them hard. This is a playoff team, and uh, yeah, I'll be fading the Reds. Not just this whole series, this whole season long. I, I always, I thought it was for sure the Pirates were the worst team in baseball. It just might be the Reds. All right, man. That'll do it for another edition of the BetMGM MLB Podcast. We'll be back on Friday. We'll preview everything coming up this weekend. That'll do it for myself, Ryan Horvat, Cody Decker. You can find us all over the place on this beautiful Odyssey app and wherever you find your podcast. BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL.